Get ready to tap into the minds of the founding fathers of SEO. Rocket, rocket to the next generation of search engine optimization 3.0 with traffic that will put your website into a head-on collision. Decades of combined SEO expertise give their take on the world of SEO. Now, here are the princes of PageRank, the heroes of HTML, the sultans of search, the SEO, SEO rock stars. All right, everyone. Welcome to the SEO Rockstars. Today is a pre-recorded session from February 22nd, 2016. This is Chris Boggs, founder of Web Traffic Advisors, and I am joined by uh, my ever-faithful co-host and the finder of all the amazing content, Frank Watson. Let's do this, Frank. We've got some really big news to talk about this week, uh, other than the fact that I'll be in the air on the way down to Florida during our regularly scheduled live slot on the 23rd uh, for PubCon FEMA. I'm very excited about that. Uh, first of my search engine conferences that I'm attending this year. Uh, I'm looking forward to connecting with a number of people down there. And it's too bad you won't be down in the area, Frank. Yeah. Well, you can always see George. He's down that way. That's correct. Hopefully, George will come down and do some uh, sort of, uh, you know, maybe he can do some interviews or something on behalf of Webmaster Radio. Uh, if not, I'm sure George will tell us where we need to go uh, when we go out. So let's get into the big story of the weekend, which was that Google is going to change the way that they're handling their search results pages. Now, for those of us that, that have been in this a long time, first of all, that's not big news, right? Changing the way they handle search result pages could lead to about 100 different questions. So this is a very fundamental change, though. It used to be that you could have Google ads from AdWords that would appear on the top and on the right side. So this became kind of the bracket, a lot of Different PowerPoint slides have been created to teach people, hey, these are the SEO or the organic and these are the paid. So point is, is that usually we'd had two, maybe three on the top left that we as SEOs had to sometimes deal with, especially for the most com most competitive terms, as being in our way, right? And from a searching perspective, uh, you know, if you want SEO to win, you'd probably want less ads kind of being in the way and, and having them on the right side is great. So it turns out that Google's going to eliminate the ads from the right side. And a lot of uh, search results are now going to have Four ads on the left side, which will appear above the first organic results, which, uh, you know, I think one of the big cruxes of this uh, topic is for SEOs, that means even less real estate that we can go after on behalf of our websites or our client websites. Frank, what are your first thoughts on this topic? I think, you know, I mean, the interesting part about it is I think that, you know, obviously the motivating factor behind it is that, that those ads on the right were just getting so little in the way of click-through that uh, Google realized that if they added another one at the top and then added some at the bottom of the search result in you know the main column, that they would get a higher click-through rate. And also, because they're now not going to have, you know, normally it used to be 10 ads. You'd have two on the, you know, two at the top and eight on the side. And uh, now... With a smaller number, the bidding's going to be a lot higher. You know, people to get into that spot, to those you know, four spots at the top, you know, because there are none on the right anymore, 
<clears throat> there's going to be a lot more competition when it comes to the bidding. So the bidding of you know per price per click is going to go up considerably. Where Google you know believes by doing that they're going to end up making as much if not more. You know you got to figure Google's a business and they're not being motivated by any sort of you know altruistic decision making here. It's purely based on, on the fact that this will make them more money. More money, more money, more money. And and the other point, <laughs> the other point there, Frank, really quick that I wanted to add to that, but and I'll let you continue, is that um, you know that's they Google knows that we the marketers that are doing paid search have found those sweet spots in position five and six or whatever, right? So they're taking that away from them, and that's just another reason to to support what you're saying. Oh yeah, I mean there are those tricks that you know experienced PPC people know about making sure that you're including the, the keyword so that it gets bolded over there on the right and draws the attention. Uh, but, you know, the other thing is there are a lot of a lot of studies that have been done. And it's interesting. Bing just brought one out in the last couple of months about how having positions both organically and in the paid uh, increases click through rate on both. So, you know, especially in the situation where they're above the organic listings, you know, it adds to the creativity, you know, the, rather the authority. And, you know, it's just it's now about real estate, as you were saying earlier, because, you know, if you can get in and put in you know, a decent sized bid and be there at the top and then you, you rank well for a particular term, it may be lucky and have a couple, you know, you're going to own a lot more real estate than your competitors. Yeah. Well, it's the old, yeah, if you can have two storefronts on Rodeo Drive, that's what I always go to. Uh, and if it's a Rodeo Drive type of search term, then by all means, I want two, three, or four, <laughs> even if I've got affiliates or whatever. Um, really quick on, on this topic too, Frank, I'm, I'm sorry, but I wanted to quickly cite a couple sources for this uh, information for people that may be listening and want to read more about it. Uh, interestingly enough, Google actually, if I search Google removing right-hand AdWords, uh, in, in universal search results has elevated the news box to the top, which is good, and it has search engine watch. So I hit my private results, and, and, and search engine watch was first, then search engine land and business insider. But if I click through more news, I've got the search engine land uh, article. Uh, we also actually, I was first personally tipped off to this by uh, the uh, SEM Post article from Jennifer Slag, updates on Google's. Uh, or actually, this is the the latest one. Uh, I guess she updated it. But uh, anyway, there's a bunch of content out there. Uh, Frank, did you want a particular one that you wanted to hit on? And please continue. <clears throat> yeah, no, no. I mean, all three are good. I, I, you know, I like the search engine watch example. I also like Jen Sleggs. You know, she's you know, really strong on on the way that she details it with pictures and things like that. But we've also got to be aware that apart from you know, the, the ads moving, what's still going to be there are the product listings. You know, I mean, the product listing ads are still going to be on the right. And then the ads that Google themselves insert into their knowledge panels apparently are going to be there. There was a little give and take in the search engine land article, uh, but Google mm -hmm. finally came back to them. And, and so we know that it. we thought at one stage it was just going to be the product listing ads, which is, you know, it's an interesting way for the layout because I, the the product listing ads have the visuals. You know, they have the product images there. So that draws the attention. So, well, I mean, it's very much the user experience that's made the decision 
but it's the user clicking experience that makes Google the most money. That's the determination on what's being done here. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned the knowledge graph because that is an area that has grown in uh, both prominence uh, as well as, I think, uh, not ubiquity uh, by any means yet, but it, it's certainly around a lot, a lot more, especially when you're talking about any brand or person or entity, right? So of that space, uh, historically, you know, people have tried to ensure that they have uh, the proper brand information, obviously. Sometimes there's issues where maybe you're an online-only store, and you, uh, your you know, physical location where your corporate address is listed as a map and a location. Uh, but, you know, these are things that can be fixed. But if you think about, you know, where could Google add ads back in there, I think there's a lot of opportunity, right? There's The people also search for right now has five competitors straight across the bottom for Macy's. They've got JCPenney, Nordstrom, Dillard's, Kohl's, and Bloomingdale's, right? So... That's five ad units, personally, if I'm one of those brands that wants to be appearing in uh, the people also search for for a brand like Macy's. Yeah, no, we've got, you know, I mean, it's it's kind of filter out how, you know, how Google tweaks this eventually. But, yeah, there's it's interesting. And I think part of it is also the fact that the mobile listings were all, you know, were like that. Mobile, because of the size of the screen, didn't have those listings on the right and I think Google just wants to make things uniform, you know, so that it becomes a little easier and quicker for them to, you know, roll out. Okay. So to that point, since the enhanced or the updated evolved, you could say AdWords ads does allow you to elevate the first line of the description, assuming it ends in like some sort of a period or explanation point or something like that. Ex- Exclamation, not explanation. Um, it gets elevated into the title, which would work in a desktop environment, but wouldn't in a mobile, would it? Or would they just stretch out that title over three lines? Yeah, I mean, it again, it, it all, they're going to be tweaking this. You know, this is going to be, you know, this is the first move of a bunch that I think we're going to see in the paid search side over the coming months. You know, the interesting part about it is they didn't do it prior to this, the holiday season, which this uh, want to do. Well, the other thing that we have to, as SEOs, mention is that there's a lot of rancor in our industry about this because there's many SEOs that feel uh, honestly like they've been bent over by Google, right? And that's, uh, that's a problem. Um, uh, you, personally, uh, as you know, uh, I'm not that prone to that kind of feeling about it. Um, but I mean, what are your thoughts in terms of to the people that say, wow, this is, this is crazy. Uh, this is putting SEOs out of business. This is putting mom and pop shops that have relied on organic search out of business. Cause that's, that's bound to come right uh, from a PR perspective. Google's going to take a hit on this, but is it really only, is it a tree falling in the forest and it's only our industry that's hearing this? Oh, largely. Yes. Uh, you know, but I think, You've got, like you had mentioned, a bunch of the smaller, uh, you know, mom and pop shops that managed to have, you know, be able to drive a little bit of traffic to their, you know, brick and mortar stores or even, you know, to their small online stores now are gone. And, but they, you know, those ones, the online ones were having it hard as it was because of the brand changes in, you know, SEO, et cetera, for ranking power. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, I mean, you could always get those right-hand ads a lot cheaper. They were a lot less expensive. 
now with the limited ones and the competitive nature of what's going to go on, I, you know, I think they're going to price a lot of small businesses out of PPC. Well, and you have to think about, I mean, well, Google, if they want to still give, I mean, there's some terms that drive 30, 40 different active bidders at once, right? So do they give more space at the bottom or, and, and then what do they scrunch up? You know, they, they're already comfortable with only providing seven organic listings for a branded result, right? Because they're assuming that they're giving most of those to content that that particular brand owns for a search term. So, you know, the branded seven pack kind of idea but uh what what are they going to do with bidders five six seven and eight uh are those going to be top of page two are they going to have three of them four of them five of them or more at the bottom of the page well that's that's still to be said we do have to take a break now to hear from our advertisers so we hope you'll stick with us here on seo rockstar You're listening to the SEO Rockstars, exclusively on webmasterradio.fm. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising? Or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? I'm David Ogletree, president of WME Training. Did you know that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average? At WME Training, we can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean, converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the marketing experts at WMETraining.com. Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis, SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Now, let's get back to jamming and spamming with the SEO rock stars exclusively on WebmasterRadio.fm. Donna, Donna, Donna. All right, we're back, SEO rock stars. It is uh, originally recorded on February 22nd, 2016. This is Chris Boggs. I'm here with Frank Watson, a.k.a. Aussie Webmaster. We had a great conversation about Google changing things. Let's talk about what happened in 2015. According to Search Engine Watch, uh, there's two articles, a series of articles, uh, one by Christopher Ratcliffe and the other one also by Christopher Ratcliffe, published 17 and 19 February. Which sites gained the highest Google visibility in 2015? And obviously, uh, the opposite side is which sites lost. So um, apparently, the bottom five uh, were Define.com, Cupertino.org, 
Chow.com, ESPNFC.com, uh, football, which is too bad, soccer for those of yeah. us Americans that call it wrong. Business Week also lost a lot. Now, obviously, I think that maybe Business Week at least was maybe inflated in terms of the traffic it was getting. Let's talk about these articles, Frank. Uh, should we, let's start with the losers <laughs> since uh, that's what I started with. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's an interesting list. You know, it's it's I think part of of what was going on in some of them. Uh, they actually you know, it's a good report because they reached out to find out if there were any major things done at some of these websites. And there was some redirects there. You know, there was some change from previous uh domains brought in brought into a subdirectory and things like that. So, you know. You've got that aspect of it. I, I, it was kind of bizarre about how, if you look at the one, the, the ESPNFC.us, uh, they may have actually had some problems with uh, use of canonical tags. Hmm. And uh, they've created one canonical tag, and then they're creating all these alternates. And, and I think they just may have, you know, screwed the pooch as it were in in how it was all done and i think eventually you know once uh, cleared, you know it, there could be the possibility of that bouncing back because i you know i mean it, so it, it was the ba- right? it was it was a competition between uh uh rel alternate hrf lang and the canonical yeah exactly so Interesting. You know, I mean, once once the people over at ESPN, you know, sort it all out, obviously they've, you know, I don't. Oh, you know who was br- recently bragging about being at SPN? I think it was a former rock star. Maybe he fixed it for them, our friend yeah. Greg Bozer. Uh, anyway, uh, so interesting uh, analysis there. The one that, that caught my eye, Frank, was the one for Cupertino.org. Uh, Google Trends, the, the show, or, uh, you know, apparently Christopher spent some time digging into this, and he found that uh, between, uh, you know, December of 2014 uh, and uh, middle of January 2015, all three domains, uh, Cupertino, as well as Lakewood and AustinTexas.org, other city websites that he checked as sort of a, I guess, a, a, a test case or a sample base, um, what do you call that um, when you put one aside to test as the placebo or something, whatever uh, point is that uh, there was uh, also at that time, what I would call a community or a, uh, even an environmental effect going on, which was that the show parks and recreation um, was the final uh, season aired from January 13th to February 24th, 2015. And there was a spike in Google Trends for Parks and Recreation. These domains were ranking for Parks and Recreation Department, City of Parks and Recreation, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, it was interesting because it, it led a spike in traffic to you know this research that noticed that there was a correlation likely there. And now the, you know, the theory that he posits at the end which is that uh, somehow that caused a query deserve freshness, which then became dated once the lack of interest uh, uh, was happening, once Parks and Recreation ended. So uh, some cool stuff in there. Yeah, On exactly. The- I mean, the, the beauty of these two articles is that they're showing us just the different types of, of 
influences there are on search results and uh, the things that we've got, you know, this one, obviously, like you said, it's a whole query, you know, QDF that, you know, the freshness element of uh, added new content, you know, you, you, you're going to have these, you know, government websites that rank for various things that uh, don't refresh a lot of their information. And, you know, so then you've got the opportunity of other uh, domains getting in, you know, a tourist site, for example, that puts fresh stuff around a, a location could actually outrank in a largely we know yeah. government websites don't rank very well. Yeah. Now, on the flip side, on the good side, uh, you could say that the number one uh, cheated because they actually implemented um, a um, a um, consolidation of domains. So choicehotels.com uh, consolidated uh, comfortin and qualityin.com as well. And um, it was... Uh, in May of 2015 that that happened and it looks like whatever they did, uh, they did it right. <laughs> and, you know, there's something where, you know, they were able to increase their traffic by 397% through what in the business world you would call acquisition. All right, Frank. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, so and, you've got yeah, the combination there of that one, you know, it happens. And then you got Quora, Groupon, Angie's List. Popularity recently. And and they've really, you know, they, I actually do a little bit on Quora and I'm slowly getting very, very tired. And and this number could fall completely down the other way. Is they send me so many emails now, it's ridiculous. So, you know, occasionally I'll look because it's, you know, okay, there's Google questions, you know, Google search, Google paid, there's, you know, things about YouTube. I'll look through to see what the questions are, but I'm fast learning that there's a lot of garbage that I'm getting. So I may actually tone down and go into their website and see if there's an option where I only get one email from them a week as opposed to 20 of them a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah and that's interesting, the correlation there. And the other thing that I was going to say is that Choice Hotels has had a lot more uh, television advertising. I, I I would say that I don't recall seeing a Choice Hotels ad until prior to last year. And if you asked me, like, in a random survey on the street, I would say, yeah, I do remember seeing a Choice Hotels ad. I can't remember exactly what the creative was, but I remember the brand, right? And that's something that you couldn't have asked me at the beginning of last year. True. And then Groupon, I, you know, I think they're suggesting that it was just you know they're they're getting rankings for the various places that have used their coupons which i'm sure there's a lot of people that no longer do that and might be a little bit annoyed on the fact that you know groupon now ranks for them what do you think of zomato which purchased urbanspoon.com have you ever used them zomato no looks like an interesting one i'm actually going to open a tab and check it out later I use Grubhub and I use Seamless and there's a new one out there called Munchery that's sort of interesting that actually a chef, you got to order by one o'clock and then you can go pick up your food at five or whatever nice. or you know, they'll deliver it to you for a fee. Nicey. Listen, we're going to hit one quick article before a break. Uh, so definitely check those out at Search Engine Watch uh, from February, which sites lost and gained the highest uh, and or most. I mean, yeah, that list that there's a long list there at the bottom of, you know, 20 of them. And 
it's interesting that places like, you know, Burlington Coat Factory and Sears are, are in the top 20. Itsy's there, you know, apart from just the ones that we mentioned. And, you know, Wayfair, which, you know, you which is good to see, you know, adding into that, you know, competitive nature against, you know, Expedia and Travelocity, et cetera. So listen, we're going to jump to this other article, which I think is good, but I think it's also a little dangerous, and I'll tell you why. Uh, this is from BrandonGale.com. Uh, Brandon, B-R-A-N-D-O-N-G-A-I-L-L-E.com. Ideal blog post length for SEO and engagement, episode five. So uh, first of all, the three biggest studies on word count. Um, so how many words should my blog post be? The quick answer is that longer is better. And then he says, let's take a look at the three biggest studies on word count. It says the average content length of the top 10 Google results was a little more than 2450. And then the average word count that attracts the most backlinks, according to Phoenix Hug, that first one was from SERP IQ. Phoenix Hug is cited as saying that there's a correlation between word count and backlinks. The posts with greater than 2,500 words receive the most backlinks. And then the average word count that gets the most social shares uh, with 3,000 to 10,000 uh, social shares occurred with posts that had at least 2,000. So personally... I'll give you my opinion on that, is that that's correlation, right? Is that in a lot of the not top 10 results in Google, especially if you look at the more complex uh, and, and longer tail terms, have Wikipedia pages at number one. They have Wikipedia definitely in the top 10. They have maybe PDFs. They have, uh, you know, edus, .govs. There's a lot of numbers that skew those results that are, you know, lots, uh, very obtuse pages. And I think that the fact that, you know, pages with obtuse amounts of content get large amounts of links is not something that's uh, tremendously earth-shattering either. So that's my initial reaction on this post. Frank, uh, your thoughts? Yeah, no, no, no. And they, he does go down a little bit further and saying different topics require different word counts. Uh, like the, he's got one here he uses as an example of dentist marketing ideas. You know, and that number is at a thousand. Yeah, there's a lot of, and, and you know, I, I don't think that you're going to be rather successful with the 300 to 500 word uh, article just purely because it's not going to have much depth. And, you know, if you're looking for social sharing and things like that, you, you want something that has a little bit more in the way of information that, you know, people are willing. You know, I get annoyed when I see all these articles, you know, the three best ways of doing something. And it's like, really? Yeah, I, we do a lot of them, you know, usually it's the top 10, but, you know, now it's gotten down to, we live in at such a Twitter world that, you know, we only want to hear three ways. You know, it's it's sort of silly. And, and the long like you say, I agree with you that there are a lot of you know search results out there that have Wikipedia, that have a hell of a lot more words on the page, you know, just the way that they build, build out a page on Wikipedia. And there's a lot of, you know, scientific stuff and, uh, you know, that has a lot more detail. And you've got to also understand, are they counting every single word? Yeah. Are they counting well, you know, speaking stuff of, in the sidebars? Yeah, let's let's cut it on that and go to break. But just as the last little touche on this article is I did take just the body text 
And it's 604 words. So considering that <laughs> thousand was his lowest bar, I guess he doesn't want this to rank. So anyway, seriously, Brandon, good, good article and great, actually great research here. A lot of cool research to consider. I'm just a little concerned that all posts need to be at least 2,000 words. That's a battle that I'm fighting on behalf of the user experience lovers out there. So let's take a break and we'll be right back with you here on SEO Rockstars. Stay with us. You're listening to the SEO Rockstars, exclusively on webmasterradio.fm. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investments. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis, SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Let's get back to jamming and spamming with the SEO rock stars exclusively on webmasterradio.fm. All right, we are back. Thank you for listening to us and thank you for checking us out at facebook.com slash SEO rock stars and twitter.com slash SEO rock stars. We're recording this episode on February 22nd, 2016. And Frank and I are about to get right into the last section. So um, this one is from the SEM Post. Uh, Google review stars rich snippets continue to drop in search results. So there, um, Google began to drop the number in, on, on February 22nd uh, of um, – there was another post. So this one is actually uh, referencing – there's a post from the 22nd that references a post that Jennifer had written on the 19th, review stars dropping in Google organic search results. So there was, this is a follow-up, which says, basically, those nice – speaking of things that attract your eye, Frank, you were talking earlier on about the, the yeah. bolded words in the ads. Review stars in, in search results is a great way to get uh, increased click-through rate, isn't it? Oh, exactly. You know, I mean, 
the start, you know, the whole review thing, whenever you, you know, when you do a search, whether it's for travel, you know, for a hotel and things like that, you get drawn to it, you know, seeing them in a search result for whatever the product is that you're, you happen to be searching for, you get, it draws your eye. And it's, it's about that, you know, it's a visual thing. And, you know, I just don't understand quite why Google's getting rid of them. They, you know, they made a big deal about, you know, the whole review engagement thing a couple of years ago. And now they seem to be stepping back off of it. Meanwhile, they bought Zagat's, you know. Well, yeah, and that's an interesting thing as well, right? Now, so um, I would suspect that this could be a personalization thing too and that people that have a tendency to enjoy uh, you know, results that have review stars and have shown so uh, will probably continue to get fed more review stars. Or would you think that this is going to be a dramatic downturn across the board based on the Mozcast? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's hard to tell. Uh, you know, I mean, either way, we'd both be guessing until you know Google makes their decision. You know, in all likelihood, that they're going, you know, they're going to wipe it out completely. It just becomes. The whole personalization thing gets a little out of hand if they, you know, if they're going to go, well, these guys like stars and these other people over here don't. You know, it just becomes another factor that can, you know, ultimately get skewed somehow. You know, if you. And if it's gameable. To- it's totally gameable. Everyone yeah. knows that. So, All right. So let's move it along to Europe. Lovely Europe. At Search Engine Land. Uh, Danny Sullivan reports back on February 10th that Google is going to remove the right to be forgotten links worldwide for searchers in European countries. So links will no longer show for those in the particular country where a right to be forgotten request was made, regardless of the Google edition they use. Uh, we didn't have a chance to cover this last week, so I wanted to make sure to touch on it today. Um, this is something that, you know, I personally... Google obviously um, understands and, and accepts the fact that it's a tougher place for them to do business in Europe based on their track record over there. And Europe's uh, general stance on privacy issues uh, and, and what some would call their evolution in uh, the treatment of privacy based on their own, you know, having been countries and, and a society for longer. Uh, when you compare it to some of the things that are accepted here in North America, uh, that Google doesn't have as much of a problem with. And for that matter, neither does Facebook or some of the other um, digital advertising platforms that are... Yeah, uh, yeah, I, don't, you know. I don't think it's so much the fact that Google and Facebook and everyone has a problem with it. I think it's the U.S. government and just the system uh, isn't as strong about weighing into the company and going like, yeah, okay, boys, you know, part of the EU is saying, this is our privacy laws. If you break this, we're going to find the hell out of you. It just doesn't happen here in the U.S. Otherwise, we'd be able to have the same situation here, which would be nice for a reputation management situation. It's me. <laughs> hey, no, good point. Hey, excellent point, in fact. Um, so the bottom line is that, you know, there's going to be different levels of expectation um, when it comes to privacy and, and being linked. And, and uh, this could end up being a similar thing for some people that choose the right to be forgotten uh, that are then lamenting that fact uh, in a few months or years down the line when they are forgotten. And that's also made their business or personal brand suffer as a result. Uh, the last one we wanted to touch on for today 
was uh, Google's search engine optimization starter guide. Hot off the presses, right, Frank? Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> funny. I just happened to scroll through this one. It's from actually from 2010. But I'd never seen this before. I'd never seen Google putting out a search engine optimization starter guide. That's, you know, it's hilarious. They say that they, they don't well, want to. That's where they got the little robot that, with the flowers from, uh, you know. <laughs> because, you know, they, they say that they're not going to give a certificate, but they, you know, they're willing to push this out. You know, where was this? It, it's, it's actually pretty interesting. It's pretty basic, but it is something that, you know, if, if it's worth a read and it gives you some insights into what, you know, Google's values and things like that. It's, it's one hell of a domain to find. It's static.googleusercontent.com forward slash media forward slash www.google.com forward awesome, slash en double forward slash webmasters forward slash docs forward slash search hyphen engine hyphen optimization hyphen starter hyphen guide dot pdf Woo-hoo. well so done you, have to re- you might have to like fast forward. and meanwhile i'm looking at page eight improve the structure of your urls <laughs> Yeah, we might have. We'll, we'll see about getting this actually put the the link of this put up on the uh, content page. Yeah, uh, good idea. And page ten is, is you know I think it's a great snapshot to describe to people how Google thinks about their uh, idea of a nice navigation hierarchy, uh, yeah. or at least did in 2010. Which I don't know if it's changed that much, at least from a nav perspective, unless there's spam or thin content. So check it out, everyone. It's a flashback, but it's still a good, uh, important piece. Uh, We've got a couple articles we're going to save for next time. And in the meantime, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, as usual. And uh, we'll be back next week on SEO Rockstars. Thanks for being with us, everyone. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.